Welcome in. I hope you're doing super well. It's your boy Jay. If you're listening today, you're listening to the first YDP banger, which is where we're just going to relive some of our favorite moments on the show, just to give you guys a little bit of extra content and help you relive some of the moments that we loved here on the Young Dad Podcast. Hope you enjoy as we recap an interview that we had right toward the beginning of the show. And we are back. That was an enlightening discussion. Aaron, you're still wrong. You're bad and you should feel bad. But that's why we're brothers. We have to we have to balance each other. That's what we're here for. So we're gonna jump into something meaningful. We're gonna talk about joy and for some context for what we're gonna mean by joy is according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, this is this one was my favorite definition of it because it made the most sense. The emotion invoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires, or delight, is also defined as the expression or exhibition of such emotion, gaiety, and a state of happiness or felicity, or bliss. So when you guys hear the word joy, what does it mean to you? Craig, we'll go ahead and shoot to you first. So for me, when I think of joy, you know, I don't actually think of, you know, possessing any one thing, but I think of moments where you're fully a present and just fully aware of everything going on around you. And you're fully, you know, in tune with, you know, your, your senses, maybe you can smell everything, feel everything going on around you. You can see here, it's like, you're sort of like a heightened awareness and I sort of related to you guys can relate, but maybe the birth of your child or maybe when you're in the honeymoon phase with, you know, your girlfriend and, you know, just all your stresses and worries and everything that bothers you, it just disappears and you're just really locked in to that particular moment. That's when I think of joy, like that's what I think of. Mm, yeah. So my take on joy, it's it's going to be similar to that. Like I don't really think of one specific thing or emotion. It's just Whenever I catch myself, um, like Craig said, in the moment, just basking and enjoying it and being grateful for everything that I have or, you know, experiences that I get to share. Um, it's more of, you know, if you would have asked me this two, three years ago, I would tell you it's it's about possessions or, you know, once, but once spending time with my kids, creating my own family, it's definitely shifted my mindset to um, like when you appreciate certain things or certain moments. I would hundred percent agree with both of you. And for me, I, I think it is more so captured in moments as you get older, as you mature, as life changes for you, as you become a dad, as you go through things like divorce or your children being born and them growing up, it goes more from the stuff you have that brings you joy, but to the moments like Aaron's saying, for me, it's but it's not it's those moments that you want to almost take out your phone, but you don't take out your phone because you just want to capture them in your mind and in your memory and create those core memories in your head instead of taking it with your phone, which so many people decide to take that moment on their phone and capture it, but they're also missing out on really locking it in and feeling those, those all five senses. 
feeling the, you know, the stress kind of go away, feeling the emotion go away. And it's, it's such a powerful thing is when you're, when you have those moments of just, they're almost, they're clear, they're picture perfect. And you don't want to take a picture because a picture would ruin them. So for you guys, I know we all kind of mentioned it. I'm sure our listeners could probably guess what, what brings you both the most joy in your lives? Aaron, what's uh, your for first? me, yeah, for me, it's, it's gotta be my family, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy, you know, the things that I like personally, but um, for me, it's, it's my family. I mean, just seeing my family grow or um, spending time with my family is, is what brings me the most joy. Absolutely. Craig? Yeah, and I mean, obviously it's the same for me, but just to take a sort of a different tact, I suppose. Um, my daughter's really big into soccer, and soccer season just started um, like two weeks ago, so she's really good and just to watch her do something that she really enjoys and she's good at it. I, it's hard to describe, but just, just to, to see that and be able to witness it, you know, once a week, it, it, you miss it when it's not, you know, it's out of season. So to just, I guess just watching your kids have fun. It's as small as that might sound to anybody that doesn't have a kid. It, it just fills you up. Mm, yeah, I can relate to that. So it's, it's definitely like, for me, it's seeing them succeed. Like mm. it's, you know, it's one thing when they have a bad day or a bad game. It's, you know, it's a growing process. But when you see them thriving and and performing what they've been practicing all week, like you would say, um, it's it's a different feeling. It's a it's a different level of bliss. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And for me, it's. It's a combination of those. I absolutely love seeing my kids succeed. I love seeing them grow. I love seeing them learn. But for me, I also do a lot of coaching. Like I coach my daughter's t-ball team. I coach, you know, she does cheerleading while I coach flag football now. And, you know, I've done a lot of coaching in the past and present and work with a lot of people and manage a lot of people. And one of my favorite things that brings me so much joy is seeing a kid just get it. When they all the dots connect, they put it together on how to swing a bat, how to throw a ball, how to catch a ball, how to pull a flag, how to take the handoff or anything like that. All those really small little skills, like you were saying, Craig, those small little things, whether it's your child or some someone you care about or someone that works for you or someone that you've been working with for a long time or someone you care about, no matter who, when you see those little things click for them, because of you and they're clicking in the right moments and you're present to see that it's it's uncanny just being able to see that especially when it's a kid that you're coaching and you've been working with them all season and it finally clicks and you just want to scream out to the heavens thank goodness because it finally worked whatever you did finally worked and their parents are happy you're happy and everyone's happy and it's just it's just a moment that you you never forget so So in, but there is one problem in our society when it comes to joy, I feel, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. Our society is almost obsessed with stealing other people's joy. This is something I've been thinking on for a long time. And instead of letting them have it and embracing it with them, they instead decide to crush it and try to take it away from them. We see it all the time where someone gets really excited about something and then someone just comes in and completely crushes them and destroys them. Why, 
why are we like that? And what do you guys think you guys can do or what we can do or listeners can do on a daily basis so that that doesn't keep happening and they can help people embrace it instead of crush it? Well, I think um, from my perspective, I think two of the bigger problems, uh, and it's, I mean, it's probably beating a dead horse, but I'd say one of the things is social media because a lot of it isn't really real. Um, you know, the, the things that people are seeing, you know, lavish lifestyles and people being famous for basically doing nothing. Um, you know, people get jealous and envious of that thing. And the other thing I would say is entitlement. People feel nowadays that they shouldn't have to do any work. So when they see something or they see somebody with something that they want, instead of congratulating them and thinking about, man, what could I do or what do I have to do to get that or to get the lifestyle that person has? Um, you know, why do they have it instead of me? I should have that. I deserve it. And then on top of that, whatever it is that they're being envious about probably isn't real anyway. You know, that fancy house is probably an Airbnb that, you know, some influencer has rented out or, you know, the party lifestyle in the club is probably paid for by some promoter. It's not even real. Um, things like that. So I think that, you know, especially my daughter's a teenager now, she sees a lot of that stuff on TikTok and Instagram. So, you know, you kind of have to be mindful of that as, you know, stuff like that comes across her feed. But I, from my perspective, I think those are two of the bigger, the bigger things that cause those kind of problems. Mm, yeah. And to, to kick her off of that, um, I've noticed it's, um, it's when people notice that you're enjoying the, the things that are free or the things that are not possessions or the things that are, that you can't buy with money. You know, when, when people are caught up in possessiveness and, and owning, um, you know, the next toy or the newest thing, uh, that joy runs out, you know, it's a, it's a quick joy that you get from having it. But, you know, I, I notice it's usually people who live that kind of lifestyle that envy or are jealous of people that are just able to be joyous with small things, you know what I mean? It's like spending time with your family or just day-to-day life, you know what I mean? Just being able to be happy throughout life is something a lot of people don't like to see because they can't have it themselves. I'm, I'm with you both on everything you guys said. You know, it is a sense of entitlement. It's, you know, fake. It's fabricated 100%. And it is a lot of jealousy. Like we easily get jealous in our society of stuff that we don't have, that we say we don't want, but that's really what our heart is telling us that we want, what our soul is telling us that we want. We want that simple joy. We want those, we want to enjoy the small things. We want to enjoy those small moments like we see other people doing, yet we're, we're not. So we want to find a way to, to crush that because if they can't have it, I can't. If they can have it, but I can't, they can't have it either kind of thing. And it's, it's a problem, but, you know, I feel like it's solvable if we just have simple empathy for everyone, let people have their joy and embrace that joy with them and share those small wins with them. Share it with your family, share it with your kids, share it with your partner, even those small little things that small little accomplishments, celebrate those things because those are where it's where that joy just builds and you feel it, they feel it. And it's just more of those moments and more of those core memories that are being created. Do mm, either yeah. of you have any final thoughts on joy, Aaron? Oh uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, 
obviously we're not perfect. You know, we've, we've probably gone through those things, but I think a lot of it stems from um, just realizing that the things don't bring you joy forever. It's, it's experience and uh, the moments that you share with people or the connections that you share um, between people. It's, those are the things that'll last, you know, it's not anything that you can possess that'll make you happy forever. Yeah. And I, I think for me, um, just, uh, you know, life can get super busy and hectic, you know, especially if you have, you know, children. So just take the time to smell the roses, you know, um, don't get too caught up in work and just living a busy life um, where you feel like you're just, you know, waking up, working, coming home, sitting down and watching TV, you know, take time to, you know, play with your kids, um, catch up with your friends, um, you know, take, find joy in, in the small things, you know, I think, uh, I didn't mention it, but one of the bigger things that brings me joy is actually the first cup of coffee in the morning, because that's like just starting the day off. You, you smell it, you get the caffeine going. And that's been a big thing for me for like the last 10, 15 years. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be some big monumental task, but just, you know, any little thing, whatever brings you happiness and joy and any kind of peace, you know, hold on to it and see it for what it is. Exactly. I love that. We're going to jump over to our next segment topic, whichever you want to call it. This is something for the parents out there. We're going to be speaking to you dads, so stay tuned. Big thank you to our live studio audience. They love talking about joy there. You heard them all sobbing. You can see them crying right now. They're inspired. They're loving it. And the dads right now are on the edge of their seats. I see them. Over the past few decades, there's been a significant increase in our society of dads playing more and more active roles in parenting. As we realize, it takes more than just a mother to raise a child. However, even though we see a trend in the right direction, there are still a lot of men and fathers out there who make a choice to not be involved for one reason or another, which makes, honestly, it makes little to no sense to me. So let's get into being a dad here since all three of us here are dads and we're each girl dads. So we're like top tier dads because being a girl dad is tough. Yes, it is. Very so for you guys, Aaron, we're going to shoot to you first. What is the coolest thing about being a dad for you? Uh, honestly, this is probably going to catch you off guard, but it's what it's done to me. It's um, it's really it's really caused me to grow up and, and change my mindset quite a bit. Um, just from the time my second daughter was born to now, I can see a, a huge change in my mindset and the way I think. Um, and especially when I f had my first daughter, I was only 19, I believe. And it really just, it made everything click for me that it's, it was time to grow up. You know what I mean? It's time to um, be responsible to, um, to prepare for taking care of another life. And that's a real wake up call. You know, not too many things in life can simulate that. True. Craig, how about for you? What's the coolest thing about being a dad for you? You know, for me, um, just especially as my daughter gets older, just 
seeing her turn into a young woman and just looking at her and saying, I did that. Like I, I raised her. Like I, I helped create who she is becoming and, and who she is. And it's just, it's amazing to, to see that. And I'll get more into that with one of the further questions down, but <laughs> that's what I'll say for that one now. Perfect. For me, honestly, I think the coolest thing for me is that I wanted boys so bad. Never wanted girls. I always thought I was going to be, you know, have one and one. Now I have two girls. And honestly, the coolest thing for me is being able to really embrace that feminism that was always there, but always kind of very an immature level, but now understanding it on a deeper level and how it affects them. And honestly, one of my favorite things is buying girl clothes for them. Where does that sound? It's so much fun shopping for them because it's just different. It's more creative and definitely is more personality driven for them as well. And so with that, so those are some of the coolest things that we think about being in dad for us personally, but what are some of those moments that make being a dad so unbelievably cool that like, you're like, wow, I would have never experienced this if I wasn't a dad and being a dad is just so unbelievably awesome because of this. Craig. I think the biggest things for me would be, I think watching her persevere. Um, You know, she hits a stumbling block, you know, she's having a tough, tough time at school, but then she does well on a test or maybe she has a tough game playing soccer and then bounces back the next week or has a really great tournament or a, a bigger one for me too is, uh, you know, if I can show her something from my childhood and then it turns out she's interested in it as well. Um, just having yeah. the bond there with that, like that's always super cool because that's becoming like, you know, less and less common. <laughs> the older she gets, she's like, yeah. this is so awful. Like, what are you doing? You're so old. So that's always fun. Yes, Aaron. Uh, yeah, for me, it's it's um, introducing my kids to new things and uh, seeing them learn. That's that's my the coolest thing. It's um, it's a different experience when you get to learn something new or you get to do something. But seeing your kids, you know, something that you've made, um, it, it's it brings a different level of joy because you get to spark their mind and you get to bring it to them and you get to experience it together. And it's something you guys can, can share and enjoy together. Absolutely. And Craig, I love that you mentioned like finding something in common because my oldest daughter, she's five, but she loves Pokemon. I love Pokemon. So that was really cool that you mentioned that. But for me, what's so unbelievably cool is when she goes out of when my oldest one, because my youngest one's two, but my older one's five. And when she goes out of her comfort zone, at the playground or something, when she actually goes and approaches that kid who's just kind of playing by themselves or, you know, she realizes, oh, I need to go and talk to that kid at school now because she's in kindergarten or just doing those things that like I've talked to her about, about being that person to go and make the friend, being that person to go out of their way to do something that no other kid's doing and seeing her actually do it is like, wow, this little girl is just amazing because I don't know if I would have done that if I was five, but here she is doing it and she's scared out of her mind, but she's doing it anyway. And it turns out being a great time. 
So those moments are just awesome when they do something completely out of their comfort zone and they're so proud of themselves and it's just amazing. Yeah, there's one. so much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go. No, there's just so much excitement and little moments for, for kids and it's cool to experience it with them. Exactly. So when you guys first found out you were going to be a dad, what was your reaction and why? I'm going to lead us off here. I was 21 um, when I found out that my now ex-wife was pregnant with our first kid. And I'm pretty sure I just froze because I didn't actually believe it. And I think it was real because we weren't necessarily trying to have a kid. I think we were like a year into our marriage at that point. So we weren't really trying, but we weren't exactly being super careful either. Sure. You gentlemen can probably relate. Um, And I was just shocked. I was like, I'm pretty sure the first thing I said is we got to start like getting everything ready. We got to get a crib. We got to get this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And started making like a list because I'm a very list person. But I was also scared. I was panicked. I didn't know like what was going to happen next. Like I was excited. I was nervous. I was scared and all those, all the feelings. And looking back, I was scared just because I was so young. You know, I was immature. I was an assistant general manager at a Sonic that had just opened. I was still in college. Like I was, you know, we were like a year into our marriage and our marriage wasn't like super strong at that point. It never really was over the five years, but that's another story. But yeah, it was just, it was scary. It was hard, but here we are five years later on the other side of it. And I couldn't be more, more happy that she's, she's here and around. So Craig, so this is uh, bringing it back around to the first question that I answered. Um, man, I was terrified. Um, my wife and I, so I guess, I mean, I'm assuming that's when it happened. She got pregnant on the honeymoon. We had been married for maybe two weeks. Uh, like, Of course, we had talked about having kids, but yeah, we weren't trying, not that soon. And she came home from work and she was like, you know, I was feeling a little weird. So, you know, I just, I just knew that I was pregnant. So I took a pregnancy test and I I think my first words were there more than one comes in a pack. Can you, you know, (laughs) super classy. I know. Can you take the other one, the other two, whatever, however many came, of course, those all came back positive. And, uh, I was just terrified. I mean, I was a little bit older. I was 30. Um, but I know everybody always says, you know, I'm going to wait till I'm ready to have a kid. You know, I want to have all this stuff. I want to have some money. I want to have a plan. It it rarely ever works out like that, but I didn't feel that I was really, we were just newly married. I didn't feel that we were ready to go down that path. Uh, Neither one of us was really good at taking care of ourselves at that point. I mean, (laughs) we ended up getting a divorce. So it was kind of like, how are we going to take care of this kid? So I was just super scared. Um, how could I be a good dad? You know, at that point, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be a girl or a boy. Um, so yeah, I just, that first week or two after it was just like, you know, Hey, wife's pregnant, super happy, put on a happy, excited face, but dude, just terrified, man. Everybody's like, how do you, know, my friends would ask me, how do you feel? I'm effing scared, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. 
So yeah, just being able to look back now and say, I made it, I did it. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not so bad. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. True. So I mentioned I was 21 going on 22. You were 30. Aaron, you mentioned you were 19. What was your reaction? Oh, dude, if Craig thought he was terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 19. Yeah, man, it was, um, it was a spur of the moment thing, obviously. I mean, my wife and I were only about two or three years into our relationship and um, we're going through college um, and it just sprung up out of nowhere. And I believe we found out because my wife was, she missed her period and it wasn't, it wasn't an, uh, a rare phenomenon. Like she's, she's always had a, like irregular period. So, you know, we just thought, Oh, you know, it's, it's just another one of those. And, uh, go CVS, picks up a test and of course comes out positive. And like Greg said, I was like, you know what, go ahead and take that second one. Let's, let's make sure. (laughs) (laughs) And so it came back positive and it was just, uh, the biggest shock I'd ever had in my life. And, um, it took me like a good day to, to actually like wrap my head around it. So, Later on that night when I went back home, it it just, I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't get my mind around the fact that I was going to have a kid. You know, I'd always told myself like, oh no, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I'm married, till I have, you know, a house, have everything established. And it it didn't happen that way. And like Jewel said, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. Um, I don't think I would have or have experienced any of the things that, I have throughout my life to this point without my kids. True. And it sounds like we were each in our own mind and right. Absolutely shell shocked. Yeah. Uh, wanted extra confirmation, even though we knew that first one was accurate. <laughs> we wanted to be double, triple sure, which is fair. Um, so obviously we, we each been there. We were each there. There are dozens and plenty of other fathers now, and hopefully some of them are listening to us or fathers that want to be dads or not sure they want to be dads, but there's people out there who are unsure that they want to be dads, but yet there's a child on the way. What are you telling to that young man to, to help him? What's your word of advice to him, Craig? I mean, just using myself as an example, everything's going to be okay. Um, every fear, worry you have in your head is, you know, just your mind thinking of the worst case possible scenario. Um, I think as we've all pretty much made clear, it's something that's going to change your life for the better. It's going to make you a better person. Um, you know, having children enriches your lives. You might feel like you're not ready for it, but I mean, let's be honest, nobody's really ever ready to be a parent. You know, it's something that you have to figure out as you go. You know, people can give you advice because they've been there, but no kid is like any other kid when they're born. So just, uh, you know, it's going to be bumpy at the beginning when you're figuring everything out, but you will figure it out. And, you know, a few years down the road, you're going to be like, man, I'm so glad this happened. This was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. To piggyback on what Craig said, I mean, it's just just having in your mind that you know, um, it may be rocky at the start, but a new day will come and uh, 
for me, it's the biggest thing is uh, presence, just being present, being uh, supportive, being just being the best you can be for your partner or, you know, just just for your kid, you know, just doing all that you can. You know, it's not really about having the most stuff or being the most prepared. It's just being willing to do what you need to do. True. And for me, you know, I would. I, I would echo what you guys said 100 percent, but also just tell them to breathe. Let them know it's going to be OK. And a lot like Craig said, having this kid, you being involved is going to do nothing but help you help you grow and help you become a better man and a better person out in the world. Nothing bad's going to happen with you being involved in your kid's life. Nothing bad's going to happen with you putting effort, time, and energy into this kid. You'll only see so many blessings and so many, so much good come back from it. And that's that's basically what I would tell them. Um, you know, of course, answer questions and, you know, also probably share the perspective of kind of what it was like for me when my ex and I split. Because when that happened, my youngest was five months old. And that first, you know, few months, I had them, you know, four or five nights a week. And so I'm trying to sleep train a five-month-old when I was working overnights, when my oldest was this age, or I was working or, you know, it was difficult with your first one, but now I have an older one and a younger one. I got to take care of them both. And, you know, it was a lot and also processing your own stuff, but also, you know, to tell them that it's okay to, to still learn, to still grow up. You don't have to grow up right away. Learn, grow and mature at your pace. It's got to be a little bit faster now. But also have fun, stay present, and be in the moment, and grow up with your kid. So, any other advice that you guys would give current dads, expecting dads, dads that are unsure, or just dads in general? Uh, just one thing I'd like to say, not really a point of advice, but even just the things you mentioned about, you know, just the struggle with your kids being younger. I mean, you still, you have and you are making it through. I mean, it might be difficult, but... You're handling it, right? Jay? True. Yeah. We're Yeah. So I mean even you know, bad scenarios come along. Hey, as a dad, you step up, you do what you gotta do. You know, everything's gonna be okay. Exactly. Step up. There there is no step out option. Step up. Right. right. Just step yeah. up. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like that's a that's a huge point that um our society now is missing. You know, it's um, it's a popular belief that um, it's parents are better off being split, or you know, um, a dad's better off not being in the the life of the child if it's not gonna be together with the mother. But you know, seeing Jewel go through it, and um, also personal experience with some of my friends that I, I had growing up, um, having a parent present even if they're split is huge. You know, so. Even if things aren't going to work out between you and your significant other, you know, just don't ever give up on the kid. Kids, the world, it's the future. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, uh, I mean, I think kids are way better off having access to both, you know, as long as both Mm -hmm. parents are, you know, properly there for the kids' needs and raising them. So, you know, I I think 
kids are better off with both mom and dad. So I mm-hmm. wholeheartedly agree with that. Exactly. Even if they're split, even if you're split yeah. from yeah. another, even if you go through a divorce down the road, stay accessible, stay involved and, you know, step up and stay involved, do whatever it takes, fight, fight for your time, fight for your kid, especially dad, the system's rough system is yeah. rough, but fight for your kids, fight for the time that's rightfully yours. That kids have you. You deserve just as much as a mother does in the situation. I will die on that hill. So, oh, thank you, audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, we're going to be right back. We're going to bring in some comic relief for you guys. We're going to do a draft of a girl dad survival kit. So, stay tuned. I sincerely you enjoyed reliving those moments with Craig from way back in September. It's been almost six months since we had that conversation with him. Wow. What an amazing recap and look back on Joy and his journey as a dad and all the amazing things we were able to talk about. We really hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy more of these as time goes on. More YDP bangers are definitely on the way. Make sure you listen to this last week's episode with Brig, as it was super fun just hearing about his dad journey. Go back one episode, episode 17 of the YDP. We have some amazing episodes coming up for you guys here in the coming weeks. And we can't wait for all that this year, 2023, has given us so far and for the many continued blessings that will continue to give us. One love, blessings, take care. Can't wait to talk to you again. Come next Wednesday.